few more transfer rumours as well. We, we, it, what, it's not a football project podcast if there's not a few transfer rumours in there. Um, and should we just get straight on with it? Yeah. yeah. Alright, so first we've got Celtic make approach for Eddie Howe. So obviously there's a few managers that are in the race. Eddie Howe, Chris Wilder, two that come to my head. And what do you boys think of this if Celtic do appoint Eddie Howe as the manager? Um, well, I think that well, both managers are definitely capable, or more than capable of taking management of them, you know. Um, both ex-Premier League managers. Um, obviously, Eddie Howe like, got relegated, but he stayed in the Premier League for so long, but did so much with them. Um, but I, I feel like either... If, if it, I'd t- I think Celtic fans would take either of them. Um, I mean, I can see them both going for it, but um, obviously Eddie Howe's not had a job for longer than Chris Wilder. I don't know if that will play uh, a big factor in what Celtic choose. Yeah. But, um, I can see. I can definitely see them both becoming the manager. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, obviously I'm not a Celtic fan, but if I was, I think I'd just be edging. Um, Eddie Howe. Yeah. And the reason yeah. is, is because um, I can't see Chris Wilder like going for like a title, like like you know what I mean. Like yeah. obviously with Celtic, they're obviously gonna there, but I don't know. I feel like Eddie Howe might just suit that role uh-huh. a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the Celtic fans are gonna be wanting a lot, especially after the season, mm-hmm. but. Um, Oh, I like I said I, I think both managers have a good chance. But um, what about you, Zach? Do you have any thoughts on who suit the role? Well, I, I I agree with Jacob that Eddie Howe would probably be better for Celtic. Mm. Well, I mean Celtic have not had a manager for quite a while now, so I, I did mm-hmm. sort of expect them to manage a bit quicker than this. But I guess you know it's such a big job to come in. They, they're going to take the time with it. It's not like they're, they're in any uh, real title race or in the Europa League, so yeah. Yeah, they, they have a chance, a bit of time to get down and choose the right manager. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Next up is Barcelona president, Joan Laporte, is holding talks with Haaland's dad and his agent um, about the availability for Haaland. Now, he's also been speaking, or he's going to speak, to other clubs such as Liverpool, um, and I'm assuming... Man City and uh, players, teams like that. Um, but obviously, it's a major step from um, the transfer rumours. You know, but like, there's nothing being like this. Like, you always say, where will Mbappe and Haaland like then end up? Go to next? Um, and I think with them going to speak to clubs, obviously, there's going to be a lot more. Um, like, a, I think more of a rush to buy him. You know, because obviously he's spoken to Barcelona first. Does that mean Mbappe? No. Does that mean Haaland? Sorry. Like would prefer Barcelona over other teams, then you also have to look at the finances and with um, can Barcelona even afford Holland this John this summer? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, with Barcelona, there's a big like can super like the new president of the club. Uh, with like Johan Laporte as the main man at the moment. But there's um, a few other names being chucked around. Um, but I don't know. I, apparently they've got big plans for Barcelona. But I feel like if he does go to Barcelona, um, 
and you know, like how Ronaldo and Messi were there, well, Messi saw that, but like for a long time, yeah, can't see Holland moving to another team uh-huh. because of that rule in La Liga where you have to give a minimum release clause and they yeah. get this ridiculous release clause like 800 million and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Benzema's got, mm. but yeah, I mean, I obviously, I like, I don't really want Holland to go to a rival club in the Premier League, um, but like you say, if he goes to La Liga, there's such a small chance of him like going to the coming to the Premier League. And I mm-hmm. think I do think he has someone in his mind thinking he would he'd want to go to the Premier League because he's not like the type of footballer that, that like you think oh he, he's like he's too scared to say he wants to go to the Premier League because I think if Haaland wants to move club he will move club you know yeah, I think he's that type of player that will not be afraid to say I want to move so I do agree with you that there's such a small chance of him returning or not returning but going to the Premier League. If he goes to um, Real Madrid or Barcelona or someone like that, but um, I mean, I, I don't really want to see mm-hmm. him go to the Liga, but at the same time, him not going to a rival um, is a big dub. You know, yeah. like he wouldn't be linked with Man City as well for Aguero's replacement, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, yeah, I, I, from a neutral perspective, I don't think I think you want Haaland to come to England, but from my perspective, I don't really want him to go to a rival club. Um, so um, I'm not too fussed if he does choose Barcelona or Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, next up is the we've got a few England results to talk about. I mean, the first game it seems like the, um, the not the quality has dropped, but certainly the quality of the team they faced has increased. But um, starting off, England played San Marino and won five nil. Um, I know Jake, you've watched most of all the games yeah. um, but means I haven't really um, but can, can you say much about it any players I mean, stand out it was just like one of them games where well, I mean it's just, it's, it's just basically I'm playing against like the non-league team really yeah but I mean yeah we, we should have got more than five we had so many chances in the first half Calvert-Lewin should have had about 10. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I, there's not really much to say about that game because it was just, it was comfortable and stuff. Yeah, well, the one thing I, I do, I don't understand is why he plays two CDMs in midfield. Yeah. No, no disrespect to them, but we do yeah. really need fair, two CDMs. Well, I think he realised after the first half playing two CDMs. They didn't take any CDMs off, but he put um, Phillips Martinek in. Yeah. Yes. But, like, it's not, well, especially England quality. That's not like, I'm from, coming from a Leeds fan, that's not like where Phillips should be play, uh, should be played. Yeah. But obviously mm-hmm. Rice wouldn't have been able to do any better job there either. But, honestly, like, they had Ward Prowse on the bench. He could have done that role, but I don't know. I guess mm-hmm. it leaves a bit of a um, question of who, obviously, if Henderson was fit, I'm sure he'd have been in there. Um, yeah. But it, obviously, there's, there's a lot of midfielders England have. But wh- who would your right ideal three be in midfield in the England squad? I'll ask you both, and I'll start with well, Jacob. I'm thinking, it obviously depends what team we're against. Um, <clears throat> if we're coming up against, like, France or someone like 
who like have got more quality than us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We've got to play. Well, I think it'd be more sensible playing two CDMs. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if Henderson was fit, uh, again, I, I, I think Henderson. Uh, well, Henderson should be ahead of Phillips, but obviously he's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for CDM the best duo is Phillips and Rice for that CDM. Mm-hmm. But um, if we against a team like like I don't know someone who we should like be attacking against, yeah, easily winning. Oh yeah, well like I was saying, I, I do agree with Jacob. Like against maybe the French teams or Germany or someone better than us, we do need two CDMs. But um, like San Marino, we do need more of an attacking midfield. Um, and, you know, it's just nothing really more to say than that, to be honest. Just, yeah, I think it's just yeah. management and realising what team they're against and um, deciding what sort of players to play in midfield. And I, I guess you can say the whole team as well. But next was 2-0 against Albania. Um, uh, didn't they play they played two CDMs again, I think, didn't they, in this one? Yeah, but they started with Phillips more attacking. All right, yeah. So, it, but, I mean... It's another one where it just looked like it was boring. You know, like 2-0 against Albania. You Maybe you'd think from the start that they should probably win more than that. But I guess the three points is what is the most important. And that's what they've got. So um, it's just, that's all you can ask for, to be honest. You know, yeah. goal difference isn't that much of a, a difference right now. Um, as long as you go in, get the three points, um, that's good enough. And then the final yeah. game was... They won two one against Poland. Now, now they've only just won this, and if Poland had Lewandowski, the game could have been completely different. Yeah. You know, like I think Poland would have at least scored another, maybe two more. Um, and I think they were very lucky to win. Probably. I mean, the mistake was practically, you know, like a John Stones assist. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's not really done that for Man City. He comes to England and he he messes up. So. You know, it, I, I wonder what that'll do to his confidence, but with him getting the assist for the winner, I'm sure that'll have helped him a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, but obviously, do you think England have it? Or how far do you think England will be able to go in the Euros? I mean, I'm looking, I look at the squads, uh-huh. and obviously we've got a few injuries in that, but I would say there's three. If you're looking at the squads, three teams, uh, three squads are, uh, are definitely better than us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think we've just got to like we've got to, we've got to we've got to play for each other, like work as a team. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we're gonna have a chance. I mean, they've definitely got the quality in the team. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely attacking wise as well. Yeah. I think, I think for England to be successful in the Euros, um, they need to have one CDM in Phillips or Rice, then like a box to box with um, John Henson or James Ward Prowse, and then the attacking, more attacking midfielder is Mason Mount. I feel like that'd help England be more successful. Mason Mount over Grealish and Foden, or would you play one of them on the wing? Well, uh, uh, Grealish, Grealish has played as a winger. Because Mark's been quite good for him recently. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, to be honest, 
I don't think Gareth Southgate has all that, to be honest. I don't think England are going to win anything whilst he's manager. Yeah. Um, just think some of the decisions he makes isn't quite what I'd do. But, um, you know, they played the three games. They've got three points from all of them. Combined nine points. You can't ask for much more, to be honest. Um, yeah. Now on to some more transfer news. Um, Liverpool, well, reportedly the other day, were in advance talks with um, Canate, who has a €40 million Euro release clause. Um, obviously, this bit um, shocking considering they've got Kabak on loan, who they can get for £18 million. But well, does that mean they weren't... If, now, obviously, this is de- on deciding whether this is true, but there was a lot of things saying um, the same. But obviously, mm-hmm. if he does sign, does that mean um, Kabak won't be permanent? Or does it mean someone like Matic might be offloaded? Or I mean, obviously, Zach, you support Liverpool as well. But I'll yeah. ask you, do you think... Do you think the rumours are true? Do you think he's a clock signer? Um, um, I feel, I feel like, like they'll be true. true. It, it wouldn't actually, actually be as bad as for them going to contracts and everything. I feel like it'll be Liverpool looking at him if, if they, they don't, don't want to get Kabak. So I don't know why they won't like, like, get Kabak because he has been really so slow with Nat Phillips. But I feel like it would mean if we got him. That, that Ben Davies or Matic would like be gone. Yeah, I, I don't think Ben Davies has it to be honest. I don't know. I think everyone's mm-hmm. figured that out by now. But um, uh, obviously, I think Matic could be near in the end with his injuries and his age as well. But um, personally, I, I don't. I mean, obviously, if they're spending forty million, he's got to be better than Kabak, and yeah. he, he would be one to partner. Van Dijk, but obviously there's um, Koulibaly, who is also only valued at all. Um, Napoli only want £40 million for him, which is the same, so you have to think of it that way. But obviously, he's better now, but Canate is younger, many more years in him. Um, yeah. But I think definitely one to keep an eye on and see if it progresses anymore. Um, another thing to do with Liverpool, quite ironic really, um, Ramos is out for a month, so he's going to miss both Liverpool ties in the Champions League um, obviously there's, I've, been, I've seen a lot of jokes saying he's scared of Salah um, <laughs> seeing his form and his goal scoring um, but it's, it's, this is a massive um, letdown for Real Madrid you know, they've got, I think they've got a lot of injuries as well yeah. um, and but, the defence is in my opinion when I've seen them awful without Ram- Ramos in it yeah that's, that's, that's looking good, good for hopefully, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Varane, isn't it? He makes a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, be interesting to see how they do. You know, Champions League, I think Liverpool are a completely different team. Or at least this season they have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be one of the more entertaining games, I think, that um, the Champions League is showing this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and second to last, we have Aguero. is is announced he's going to be leaving Manchester City after 10 years, I think it is. Um yeah. I mean, I don't think this was much of a surprise because, you know, there's been no signs of contract talks. But who do you think that he will be favourites to sign for? Um, Um, I think think that that he'll go go to to PSG. PSG. I feel like that's the one that he's going to... No, not PSG. Barcelona. Barcelona. Like a mess with placement. Fill in the shoes of Suarez. I feel like, I feel like that's where I'll go. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I could actually see him going to somewhere like Atletico Madrid. 
you know, obviously Liverpool have been linked with Suarez, so I think he'd be kind of similar replacement. Um, but it obviously depends who can pay his wages and where does he see himself. Because he's certainly not at the level that he needs to start decreasing. You know, like if he goes to MLS or us, I think he said he wants to go back to Argentina. Um, so he's definitely not at that level yet. Um, but yeah, it, it'd be, it'd be, it's an interesting one. But I do think, like I said, that I could I could see him going to Atletico Madrid. You know, just it, he, he's kind of similar player to Suarez. Um, so yeah. Um, but then finally, we've got um, a bit of um, an investment into Liverpool. Redbird and LeBron James have agreed a significant investment in Liverpool's owners FSG. Now they're they're investing somewhere around seven hundred thirty-five million um, into FSG. Now FSG also are the owners of a baseball team, I believe. Um, so not all the money will be going to Liverpool, but I think quite a majority will, um, based on how much money teams have lost um, during the pandemic and stuff. But obviously, does that also say... Does that mean they're stepping up their chase for maybe a world-class player like Mbappé or Haaland? Do you, do you think that might be why? Or do you think you can see them doing any major signings with this money? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Because, you know, I, I think they do need signings. I think this is this is going to be like one of the biggest um, transfer windows um, ever for Liverpool, you know, because they've done so well and this season gone off. So does that mean just the squad morale needs improving? Does they all need to go on a holiday and just reset? Or does it mean they need to bring players in like Canate or Mbappé or Haaland and other players? Um, so it's definitely interesting. Uh, I, I definitely keep an eye out um, on any links or. But what I'd say is Liverpool do tend to keep transfers quiet, um, mm-hmm. as, as quite a few teams do now. Um, but it's definitely, yeah. yeah, it's definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think that concludes um, this week's podcast. And if you have mm-hmm. enjoyed, like the video if you're watching on YouTube or follow us on. Spotify, so you don't miss the next weeks. Um, if you haven't already, go and check out the previous ones if you've enjoyed this. It does mean a lot. And um, until then, I'll see you in next week's podcast. Peace. Peace.